Welcome, weary travelers, to the great big universe of Excess Press. This is a weekly podcast to bring you the news of the Disney theme parks and resorts. Witness for yourselves the wonders of Excess Press. And now, let's begin. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Excess Press. My name is Matt and I'm the host of this Disney theme parks news podcast. This is episode 45 where we once again bring you another interview with a cast member. Now on today's show we have Dave sitting down with us. He just recently came off a Disney college program uh, last, uh, it was spring of last year. So uh, he will be sitting down with us today talking about his time working uh, with the outdoor vending. So so yeah, we, we had a really great conversation. There were a lot of uh, a lot of cool moments and surprises that he talked about. But uh, but yeah, so why don't we uh, why don't we just jump right into it and begin this week's episode of the Excess Press podcast? All right. Well, on today's show, we have Dave Mello from the Goodbye Mellow Brick Road podcast. How you doing, Dave? I'm great. How about yourself? Not too bad. Not too bad. Just, uh, just I'm, I'm glad the the polar vortex is gone and it's uh, warm weather. It was like 60 degrees out today, where it was like zero degrees around me uh, last week. Where are you from? I'm from Massachusetts, so I've definitely I've experienced that cold, especially. Uh, I've had my hair freeze every morning the past week. Oh, jeez. Did you guys get a lot of snow up there? We had snow about a week ago, and it's kind of died down since then. Okay. All right. Well, that's good. So, cool. Well, thanks for coming on the show today. Um, you were just telling thanks me... Thanks for having ab- me. Yeah, no problem. Uh, you were telling me about your podcast uh, right before we started the show. Um, so, I was actually going to ask you to plug it at the end, but I want to kind of talk about it in the beginning. Um, so... Dave, you're telling me you have the your own podcast where you do like top five. So tell tell me a bit more about that show. So yeah, every week um, I just have like a different friend of mine on the podcast, and um, I pretty much say like, "Hey, like, what are you interested in? What do you want to talk about?" And um, they'll and we'll do like a top five based on that topic. Like we've done Fast and Furious characters, we've done. Um, Disney songs is coming up. We did Christmas songs, um, even like silly ones, like top five types of chairs. And we just kind of like, it could be like about anything and it's just a good time. I kind of want to listen to the chairs episode now. That's, that's amazing. That's, that's really cool. That's really neat. How, so how did you come up with the, the, the podcast? Did you just decide, Hey, I want to do something with a top five or how did you come up with it? So there's this other podcast called The Pause Cast with um, Joe Posnanski, a sports writer, and Michael Schur, a, uh, who created Parks and Recreation. And what they do, like the concept of theirs, is that they kind of do like a, they do a draft sort of of different topics. And I really like that structure of it, doing a draft of 
um, things, but I didn't want to just like rip them off completely and just like take their idea. So I kind of like reformatted it in a way where we do top fives and get rid of the draft format, but do like a still do the fives. Oh, nice. That's yeah, that's a really neat idea. Um, so yeah, guys, uh, we'll plug it again at the end. But that was the the Goodbye at Mellow Brick Road podcast. So, um, but cool. So yeah, let's get into some Disney talk today. Um, so before we kind of begin uh, t- talking about your time as a cast member. Um, how were you introduced to the Disney parks? Did you start going as a kid or did you get introduced to it as like a teenager? I was, uh, so back in the day, my family and I, we went, um, for about five or six years or so, we would go every year, um, for, to Mickey's very merry Christmas party. And I had family who lived in Florida, so we would stay with them or every now and then we'd stay at the Nickelodeon hotel, which used to be nearby. And it's not defunct, but um, yeah, back we just go every November to Mickey's Christmas party and just f- really just fell in love with it completely. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, that's really neat. I I've actually never been in December. I have no idea really what it's like, um, and I don't think I will. So, how did did you guys always choose December? Uh, did you guys like go during Christmas holiday, or did you guys always go beforehand? We would go during um, the Thanksgiving holiday because it kind of worked out with where we had with with uh with school we could have like the whole we could just take the week off since we only had to go on monday and tuesday and then we'd have the weekend as well so it worked out where we just go down there on thanksgiving spend thanksgiving with the family we had down there and uh and that's when they would have like one or two christmas parties during the week so we'd go to one of those awesome that's really neat cool um so how did you how so you so you were part of the disney college program correct yes so how did you come to learn of the, the college program? So this one actually, it was actually while I was at Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party one year. Um, at the Christmas party, they give away um, free cookies, free Christmas cookies, apple juice, hot chocolate, um, different things like that, eggnog. And at Cosmic Rays, they um, in the, the quick service in Tomorrowland, they were giving away cookies. And I was like, this is just awesome. Like, I love Christmas. I love Disney. And I was like, this is the coolest thing. And I actually said to the cast member, I was like, I said, this was just, it's just so cool that you're doing this. And I just, like, it would be so awesome to just be part of this all the time. And he actually mentioned that he was doing it. He was doing the Disney college program at the time. And ever since, like, I went home and I was only in, like, fifth grade at the time. So I'm looking it up planning for eight years in the future i'm like i really want to do this and then like when i was in college i still really wanted to do it it never went away so i just i looked into it and applied and got in on my first try my first application they accepted me oh wow that's amazing as you were telling the story i was imagining you were like you were maybe like uh like 15 16 years old but uh i think fifth grade you're you're about like 10 or 11 um (laughs) So that's that's quite amazing that you were able to kind of stick with your dream for like the longest time. Um, okay, so neat. So did you go to the college program during uh, your college um, your college experience, or did you do it afterwards when, once you graduated? So I'm I'm currently a junior in college, and I did it last spring, so a year ago. Oh, and cool. I was, so super so I fresh. It, yeah, definitely sophomore year, really. One, I was one of the youngest people at, in the program at the time. Nice, cool. So, so you worked uh, the the spring semester. So you you went down there in January or February last year. I went down January twenty second last year. 
Nice. So how was how was that transition from? I mean, do you for college? Are you far away from home, or um, do you, or are you kind of close by? So I'm about an hour away from home at school. So it was like it was like I was like I was I knew like how to be away, how to live with um, roommates, and but there wasn't like you could just like go home at any time, sort of yeah. that kind of. So that was that was definitely an adjustment. Like definitely like. And especially I went down there I didn't, and just didn't have a car or anything. So just really like adapting to the way they get around out there. And like, it was like at college, like there is independence, but there's also like a, like a, like a net, like, you know, like a safety net. But like in Florida, that was like true independence for the first time in my life. Yeah. I want, yeah. Like I want to ask how that transition was. Cause yeah, you're, like you said, you're only an hour away at college, but now you're, you can't go home. You, you don't have that. Um, so did you find it to be like a good transition or did you have like any issues or trouble or was just, was it just like smooth sailing? It was actually a really great transition. I knew my roommates ahead of time and like we had met on Facebook and we had a group chat with each other. And I also, since I had family down there, I went the day before the program started and I stayed with them overnight and there's always been cousins I've been close to and I just so it was really comfortable like to be around them for the first night, stay with them, and then go to the program. Like kind of like ease into it with people I already knew, and then going into it with my roommates, and they were all just really nice and just like, accommodating, and they would just it was just great to be like be around like like-minded people like that. Who like if you do the Disney College program, you're probably going to have a lot of shared interests, and it was they were immediately accepting and welcoming and. Um, one of my roommates, his mother was down there, so they brought me to the grocery store, and it was just they re- everyone who was there just definitely helped the tr- make the transition so much better. And I really like because of them, I really look back on it as like really fond memories. Oh, that's fantastic. Um, so I am curious because I know a lot of people suggest looking on Facebook groups for roommates. So how? So how exactly do you find like the ones that you want to live with? Like how did it how did you come across like your the roommates that you landed with? So I was in the Facebook group and um, they have like you post like your survey like it's like oh like it's all it's like the practical elements like what what kind of room do you want? Um, where do you want to live? What kind of roommates are you interested in? And there's like also like the fun elements like what's your favorite movie or your favorite um, Disney Park and things like that, and so I posted my survey, and I had I heard from one person, but and then it didn't really pan out. And then I saw uh, my roommate Matt; he posted his survey, and like I said, I'd like done I'd done like a search for keywords, and I found his, so I I wrote to him, and I was like, hey, I don't know if you guys are still looking for roommates, but I feel like I'd get along with you guys really well, and he wrote back to me and. And we just went back and forth a little bit, and before I knew it, I was a part of the group. Oh, that's that's really cool. So th- this is like a Disney survey that is sent out. Like they they kind of monitor that, or how, what kind of survey was it exactly? I don't know who originally came up with it, but it's sort of like just a copy and paste thing that you can put on the Facebook, and it has like like um, personality or interests and like different like practicality. Oh, uh, gotcha. Okay. I was thinking this was like a Disney thing to help to, to help the college programmers out, but okay, uh, gotcha. So, so what role did you have when you worked on the college program? So I was uh, immediately placed into quick service food and beverage, uh, which was a little scary to me at first because I realized I could 
be probably literally anywhere on property, which is true about a lot of roles, but I mean, just knowing the different types of quick service too was intimidating because I know how fast paced some of them can be, but I got ended up being placed into outdoor vending at Magic Kingdom, which um, is the term they use for the basically the popcorn stands around the park. Um, there's some in every land, there's obviously the, the, the famous ones on Main Street. So I basically, I could, I was just, I worked at those carts, those wagons, and I could, uh, yeah, it was just, it was really great to be, like, outdoor vending, you know, like, we got, I could be at any part of the park during the day. It was just super cool, and we were always outdoors, we always got to watch the fireworks or the parades, if you were on the parade route, so I really feel like I got super lucky with my role. Nice, so, now you said you were able to, like, kind of move around the park, was it, like, was it like every day you would come in and you just didn't know where you were going to be and they kind of just set you up in a certain spot? Um, or like, would you kind of, do? would you like move from like, like maybe like a few lands, like between Tomorrowland or Adventureland, or was it literally like you could be anywhere in the park? So based on like the schedule, like there would sometimes be like a schedule where you would get it and it would say Fantasyland and you would just be only at the Fantasyland wagons for the whole day or Tomorrowland, or even Main Street, and then there's like the West Side, which includes Adventureland, Frontierland, and Liberty Square, because those all wear the same costume. Like, it's all just about wearing, making sure that you're in the right costume for each land. And But there were days where it would just say um, CIF, which stands for call-in factor, and it would be like, if people called out of work, you would be the one who could help fill those roles wherever they might be. And so you'd wear like a costume that could fit in any land, it could fit any theme, and you would just show up and you could end up literally anywhere in the park. So, so I'm curious, with the, with the cost, for that kind of costume, like where, where could you wind up? Because I know each land is pretty specific, so like what kind of areas would you be in with like that, that kind of, um, yeah, with that costume that could be used for anything? I, I can't think of the word I'm looking for. So it's sort of just like, like it had, it was like a striped um, shirt. I think the stripes were blue, green, and red. So like the blue kind of fits into Tomorrowland, and the green fits in Adventureland. Red fits in like Fantasyland, but that also goes with blue. So like the way they did the colors, and like it's like blue, blue pants and blue shorts, and like a white generic hat. So it really just it, you kind of just blend into the theme. It's kind of like a, a costume that's like not really noticeable so you just you can fit in anywhere even in like storybook circus you could fit in oh gotcha okay um so so you said you worked at like different popcorn stands was it just popcorn or did you work uh other other stands as well so there were about i would say about three four five about about seven or eight popcorn wagons around the park but there were also we also were a involved with um on main street there's like on one side of the castle there's one that has popcorn like a wagon and then there's one the one on the other side has churros and and uh, and pretzels but there were also uh smaller wagons around the park too that were, were only drinks and ice cream so like in front of the haunted mansion they have one of those uh, right near splash mountain they have just an ice cream wagon there's no popcorn but uh you could be at either one of them and uh, it just it would just like depend basically on the random assignment that you would pick up when you started your shift if you could end up at popcorn or ice cream or even the churro one like I said oh cool 
so um, my next question. So now, like popcorn buckets are insanely popular. Um, was that? I, I don't know if you follow the trend at all. I mean, they just they came out with these new like Mickey Mouse ones this past week, and people going crazy for them. What were, were the popcorn buckets a big craze when you were working? Because it seems like it was like it, it was seems like it was like just the past year where popcorn buckets was kind of getting crazy. I did experience a lot of craziness with the, especially the um, the specialty popcorn buckets, because like the like the regular buckets are they yeah. just they are what they are, but they, they like I know had... Oogie Boogie, Oogie Boogie was a big one, right? Yes, there was a. I didn't work during the Halloween time, but I heard all all the people who did would tell me about how much of a nightmare the Oogie Boogie buckets were, or <laughs> the Pluto Christmas buckets, and the only specialty bucket I worked with during my time was. Um, uh, the bucket that was shaped like the Mickey Mouse balloon, and we had those balloon buckets for about, I'd say about four days, if not less than that, before we sold out completely. And then they were gone until, I think, I want to say June is when they finally came back, but it was just... When did yeah, they originally those, come out? They, they first came to us, I want to say it was either late March or early April. And we were, we sold out so fast, and a lot of them were like they they broke very easily, so they weren't always usable, mm. and it was it was a it was a headache for sure. But now they're just so they, so would people yeah. like so would people come in the parks just super early, then go straight for the popcorn carts to get these things? Like how did that how did the craze kind of work? It's really just a lot of it comes from people who are either like like super like into the collecting aspect of it but there were also people who told me they were like they would just plan to like literally buy it just so they could sell it on ebay so they would ask for me to not even put popcorn in it they would just want to pay for the bucket itself and they would just take the bucket and i just i can only assume that they would go and sell it online to people who could make it to get the bucket for sure yeah (laughs) yeah it's well it's kind of funny because uh i don't know if you heard but in, in disneyland um, they're kind of cracking down on that where annual pass holders are coming in and buying just tons of stuff with their discounts and selling it on eBay. So like people, Disney has been, has been banning, um, annual pass holders over there because they like find that they're selling it on eBay and they're able to match up their eBay account, I guess, with the, the annual pass. Have you heard about that? I have not heard about that, but that's, that's wild. Yeah, it's yeah, it's kind of crazy. I mean, it's really good, but I mean, yeah, my my friend who works or who used to work at uh, Disneyland, uh, actually, I think it was a cast member. Now I'm thinking about it, it was a cast member. I think I can't remember who it was. I think it was. Uh, anyways, I can't remember, but I think when she was working at Disneyland, uh, I think it was Alex, Alex Kiever's episode. But she was kind of saying how yeah, people kind of go crazy for the merchandise, uh, and yeah, these annual pass holders just kind of come in and swoop up everything. Um, but yeah. Anyways, but yeah, I know I know Disney's cracking down, which is a good thing. So, but uh, but anyways, yeah. So, what was a average day like um, for for you working at the Magic Kingdom? Did you kind of work mornings, or did you work uh, nighttime hours? Like, what was each day different? So, I think yeah, I would definitely say that each day was different because um, it would depend. Like, if you were in like the west side like the frontierland costume you would have a completely different experience than people on like main street would but i was so like when every night like you would have to close if you were scheduled for the night shift you would have to close one of the wagons 
And the popcorn wagons took a while to close because of how much cleaning you had to do and um, making sure that you, like, counted everything up correctly and you brought it all back to where it needed to be. So, and I was, I, I was kind of, like, a little bit too thorough about it and would sort of just take my time to almost, like, pretty much do a fault where I just would be too slow at it. So I noticed that over the course of my program, they started giving me more and more morning shifts. <laughs> so You so did it on purpose, I, didn't you? I just, oh yeah, I just hated getting that oil all over my sleeves. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I guess if like I had to pick an average day, I, most of the time I would either be in Storybook Circus or Frontierland uh, opening the wagon. So like getting the register all set, making the first batch of popcorn. And that would probably, in like, get you get a, like a lunch break and then you just that's probably about my average day when and i'd leave around four or five i would um reload a drink wagon so it would be prepared for the next day and then that would be my shift if i had to pick like the average cool cool so what was your like your favorite land to work in or favorite time of day like what was what was the yeah what was your favorite part i definitely like i loved storybook circus but with that one you can't like with if you got a west side shift, you could be at Jungle Cruise or Pirates of the, or like near Pirates of the Caribbean or near Splash Mountain, near Haunted Mansion. You could be anywhere, but Circus, you were in that one location all day, hearing the same sound effects over and over again. And at first, I really hated it, but like I kind of grew to love it. And I, I kind of felt like a kinship with that, um, with that wagon. But I also really love like I think one of my favorite uh, shifts was I opened up the Splash Mountain ice cream wagon. Uh, in the morning and it was definitely it was one of the coldest mornings of the program and so I was in my like I had a big coat on and pants and and I was just and I had it was like an ice cream wagon so I had probably about 20 people talk to me over the course of three hours and I just got to give out stickers and I just I would give out the I would give the ice cream to people and who wanted it and just be around the frontier land music and be right near Splash Mountain and that was that's so I, I definitely think like opening wagons was my was some of my preferred shifts but it's hard to beat being on main street for the fireworks as well i wasn't a big fan of main street because of how busy it would get and i'm not i'm not i wasn't the best worker for sure so i would <laughs> not i didn't always handle the busyness as well as some of my amazing um co-workers did but it was hard to beat those shifts too they're like really you couldn't go wrong with any of them Nice. So during during any of your shifts, were you able to create like? Because you're saying you were giving out stickers, but were were you able to create like any magical moments uh, for anybody? I was for sure. Um, I remember one very vividly. Um, there was um, a woman uh, near. It's it was it was right across. It was a wagon right across from Pago's Bill, and she. It was kind of slow, and she came up to me with her two daughters, and um, she asked, she just asked like for the right, like whatever the ice cream was that she wanted, and I gave it to her, and uh, so like, and then she said that she like she like handed me her card, and I was like, oh, one second, please, and I picked up my my walkie-talkie that we had, and I I told her that Mickey Mouse had just called me on the radio and said that he wanted that them to have the ice cream for free, and she. And she was like, really? And I was like, yeah, he's like offering to pay for it and everything. I just, he just called me randomly. And they actually came back to me later in the day and took a picture with me. So that one 
that one is a nice one. But there was also another one in the Storybook Circus where uh, a man asked for a popcorn refill right when we had closed and we were about to start scooping the popcorn out of the machine. But we still had we hadn't started yet. We had closed the wagon and he was like, oh, he's like, I'm willing to pay for you. I'm willing to pay. And but we had already like closed up the money. So I just I took the uh, I took the bucket and I refilled it and I just said it was free of charge. And he like he like he was so he just he got really excited and he like came around and he hugged us all and he took a selfie with all of us and he broke <laughs> down all of our names and he was just like that's the kind of guest that makes disney world so great and yeah i, I just, love how I someone's that. just so happy over popcorn that's <laughs> it's like and it took it took me like three seconds to do and it just it just made him so happy and it was just like that's what it's all about yeah for sure um yeah any any other moments like that at all um there's another one where there was actually somebody on main like i didn't actually interact with this guest but i had opened a wagon on main street for the morning and Chip and Dale meet on Main Street right at the front of the park. And a little kid who was probably about like four or five years old, like walked into the park and yelled, Rescue Rangers, and, and then ran towards them. And I didn't talk to the kid and I never saw him again, but I loved Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers. And it was just cool. Like they weren't even in their Rescue Rangers costumes and he still recognized them from this like old cartoon from the from the 90s and i just that one really was i like po i posted about that on facebook and everything i was like this is awesome yeah that's that's actually really neat that a kid at that age knows who rescues rangers are because I, I mean i'm not sure if they do reruns on television at all I, I mean i doubt it i'm i'll have to double check now but um yeah that's just, that's just super cool that that little kid knew what rescue rangers was was in like 2018 absolutely yeah um so so outside of the parks, like what was what was something that you loved to do when you weren't working? Because you said you had like your afternoons off. So did you go to, go to the parks a lot? What what what's something you love to do? Definitely went to the parks more than anything. Uh, it was a lot of fun to just like to just like live there and be able to just like be like oh I feel like getting a Dole Whip or I feel like getting Lafouze Brew and just like going over and getting a Lafouze Brew. Like that's that's something I really tried my hardest not to take for granted um but also like we spent a lot of time at um, the universal parks as well and uh but i think everything that was really underrated about the whole thing was resort hopping and just like exploring like because i never really stayed on disney property we stayed once i think at all-star movies but never really like engaged with the hotels too much and but i just like we would like I would go with some friends and we just like go to different resorts and like spend time with the Polynesian or explore all like Wilderness Lodge and just these incredible locations that I never really knew. Like I knew they were there, but I didn't know what they contained and they became some of my favorite places in the world. I just I think about spending time on the Polynesian beach and it's just one of the best memories. It's, cause it's just so relaxing. Yeah, no, I I definitely agree. Like, I feel like when I think about my next Disney trip, like I'm most excited about like where I'm gonna stay, uh, and that's what's what's happening right now on a, a trip that I have upcoming later this year. So yeah, to me, I mean, yeah, I, I, growing up, I had a different experience where I would stay in resorts every time I've gone, and every time I have gone to Disney, that's what I've done. Um, so it's. Yeah, the resorts are just, they're so special. They're all just so different from each other. Um, and you'll 
you'll just get such a different experience from one resort to the other. Um, so it's kind of cool that you were able to to spend your time checking out the resorts because I think they're it's not just the parks that make a Disney vacation, but it's also the resort. Oh, definitely, definitely. Yeah. Um, cool. So what was I would like? I want to ask what your favorite memory was, but before that, were there any just other random stories that you want to share that happened uh, during your time working there? Um, yeah, there is actually there's one that's like a really nice moment. Um, I was uh, working at I was working a shift at Storybook Circus really late at night, and I got my break super late, so I was on break at like probably like uh, eight o'clock or something like the, it was like i like right when my break ended it was right when the fireworks were supposed to be starting or like like half an hour before they were supposed to be starting and i just remember going back to storybook circus and this was before i knew like shortcuts or anything so i took the long way like like through like 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 right near Fantasyland, going towards storybook circus and that's also a part where the walt disney world railroad passes by and I was completely alone, and it was dark, and I could hear faint Storybook Circus music playing as the train came by, and the train whistle blew. And that's like, I think that was, I tried so hard during the whole program not to ever take one moment for granted, but I think that's when it crystallized the most about how appreciative I was to be there, is it just that moment, and just just loving every second of it, and it was just, and I went right to Circus, and we watched the fireworks together. I was with two really good friends that night. And I like a lot of the best memories and like just different stories come from the people that I worked with. Like there was one coworker who we ended up actually seeing Festival of Fantasy come through Frontierland four times together at the same wagon. It just kind of worked out that way. And <laughs> and just like I remember last year, actually, I'm like, I'm a Patriots fan from Massachusetts last year during training. Um, the Super Bowl was happening, and I was like, I was like, nobody tell me what's going on. I'm recording it, uh, and I'm just gonna try to avoid spoilers and just go home and watch it. And of course, they ended up losing last year. But yeah, that would have been a, they, that would have been amazing if they had the parade while you were there. <laughs> would have been so cool. Yeah. But like, even even though it didn't happen, I still like that night we trained at the Jungle Cruise popcorn wagon. It was pouring rain. I'm trying to avoid spoilers. I'm with people I've never met before. I'm way out of my element. Oh, and then geez. we, and we, one of them, the one of the people I started training was training with. She just started like just randomly just started dancing in Adventureland. So even though they lost and like, and it was like kind of like a weird moment in time. I still remember that so well that it's like I even remember the Eagles fondly. Like, like they were part of that experience with these amazing people. Wow, yeah, that's that's yeah, that's really neat. Yeah, special moments like those are are, are what you're gonna remember, um, for sure. Yeah, uh, cool. So, were, were there any other moments that you you want to share? Because um, I mean, now's the time. I mean, is like it could be anything. I mean, did something any anything happen special in Animal Kingdom, Epcot, or Disney Springs, or whatever? What's what else kind of stands out while you were on your program? So there was one night. We were, I think it was, it was a Friday the 13th, um, and we were exploring, we had just, like me and, and and my girlfriend had just explored Toy Story Land, and we, we it was Friday the 13th, 
and we were like, we had a fast pass for Tower of Terror, so we're like, all right, we're gonna head over there now. And we looked at our phones, and it said it was 9:13 at night, but her or it was my phone was at 13% battery, and it was just like that was like a super cool kind of like surreal moment to be a part of. Um, <laughs> a lot of good like Epcot. There was one day where. Um, my cousin was picking me up from Epcot. We were gonna have dinner. I was gonna have dinner with them, and she she said, uh, "She said, oh, I'll be there in about ten minutes." Right when I was getting towards the exit, and I looked over at Spaceship Earth, and I was like, 10 minutes," uh, and I just decided I was like, oh, "I'll just go on it." <laughs> so I, went on, I went on Spaceship Earth, and it was just like those moments where like you're like you're really glad that you did it while you had the chance to do it. Um, my girlfriend actually won uh, a backstage preview of the new up bird show before it had debuted so we woke up really early one morning went over there watched the up bird show we saw we saw avengers infinity war the night it came out at disney springs oh, that that's was super cool amazing environment to be in and yeah. like i think probably but probably the best one a lot of the best memories i think come from epcot like my my best friend in the whole program was from australia and I don't know if they don't have seahorses in Australia or something, but she wanted more than anything to see the seahorses in Festival of Fantasy. So we were looking at the seahorses as they came during the Ariel section. And then we went over to Epcot later in the day. I was like, I had the perfect idea. I was like, oh, let's go to the seas. And we, t we I brought her over to the seas and we looked at the seahorses there. And that's like a really just a cool moment to look back on. And before I even started dating my girlfriend, we went to Italy and... Did you we guys, were, so real quick, did you guys meet on the college program? Yeah, we were both in outdoor vending and we, we met during the program during one night. Uh, we actually had, we both had a shift till two in the morning and that was like the first time we actually spoke to each other was during that shift. Oh. And it was, so yeah, we just, we met and um, that's, we went to Italy before we started dating in Epcot and we had dinner together and then we went to France and we watched Illuminations and... I just remember, like, I was just looking at her, and I was like, "Like, oh, I would really love to date you, but I couldn't." <laughs> I was like, I, "I was so, I was so, I had no confidence about it, so I didn't know what to do." So I was like asking for all this advice from my friends, and we, we went to Grand Floridian for breakfast, and I like, I asked her out, but I didn't really because I never really got the words out. But then I just remember looking at her in France, and I was like, "This is just everything you could ever want. This is incredible." Wow, that's that's actually really cool. Um, that's that's really neat that you guys were able to to meet um, on the college program. Uh, that's that's super cool. Yeah, um, it's amazing. Yeah, for sure. Um, so we're kind of winding down on time here. Um, but before I ask my like my last few questions, is there I mean anything else that you want to share, or any advice you want to give to uh, to any future Disney college programmers at all? I think the the best advice I can give a lot of like because a lot of people a lot of like I've had a couple friends even get hung up on the interview like the phone interview part of DCP and the best advice that I can give is just remember why you love Disney in the first place and why you want to do the program so much because it's going to it's it will be transformative and it will change your life and if you keep that in mind, it will come across when you talk to these people and it'll be infectious. Just be yourself, be joyous, be because that's what that's what Disney wants. That's what makes the magic is your joy. And if you have that for Disney, don't 
let it don't let it don't let your own inhibitions and what you think should happen get in the way you just gotta you just get you really just gotta go head first and just like just trust yourself and it will like it, if you show why you love disney it will come across well said definitely well said um i think that's for sure great advice and yeah you just have to have confidence and yeah show why you love disney so um, absolutely do you so do you plan because you said you're a junior in college right now yes i am so do you plan on maybe doing another semester like either after you graduate uh, or another college program after you graduate at all or what are, what are your what are your plans i definitely would love to do another one after i graduate um i'm because i'm looking right now to be an english teacher so um i don't really know what to expect in terms of how hard it's going to be to find a job but i think it would really help to have that six month transitional period where you can just like work for disney you can make some money uh try to like pad out like figure out like a teaching resume and i think it would just be really cool to like ease back into that real world by doing the disney college program but i think it would definitely have to be after i graduate no, for sure. Yeah, I I think you should do it. I I say do it. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm just yeah. I'm always jealous talking to cast members because I I wish I wish I had, I had done it. So, um, it's never too late. I uh, God, I'm, I'm I'm 30 now. I I don't know if I'll ever be able to do it. But uh, yeah, it's tough. Maybe one day when I'm like retired, I'll I'll move down there. Uh, try to convince my wife and maybe I'll go work, but, uh, <laughs> we'll That'd see. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Do you have, do you have any plans to go to the parks, uh, this year or the upcoming year? So one of the friends I made during the program, she's doing another program over the summer. She's from Scotland and, uh, just really good friends with her. So I definitely want to try to, she'll be there for the summer. So I definitely want to try to make this there for around August. Um, and I would love to see Mickey's, well, we went to Mickey's Christmas party last year to visit everyone. And we would love to do the Halloween party this year too. So I think I'm looking at August and October right now. Nice. Have you, have you been to the Halloween party ever or no? I went once back in 2009 when I was a kid. I don't remember it too well. Uh, I remember a lot about it, but I would love to see it like as a fully formed adult too. Okay. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's definitely a lot of fun. I mean, I, I, I love it. So yeah, it's, it's super neat. Um, for sure cool all right so my last question of the day um so you probably know what i'm going to ask because i know you've listened to (laughs) past episodes but so what is your favorite disney parks background music because i do love to play it as we have our conversation i won't lie it's uh this is a question this is the one i thought about the most today when i was (laughs) getting ready i was like thinking about it because it's hard to pick um love main street love circus as i mentioned earlier uh, I'm not sure if love, I'm like, familiar with the storybook circus uh, loop. I have to I have to look into it. Definitely, it's it is uh it's, it's got a lot of uh, um, it's got a lot of repetitive noises that can get pretty tiresome. But <laughs> I kind of I kind of got Stockholm syndrome about it, so it ended up okay. Oh, gotcha. Um, what else was on I the think, list? I think my favorite is definitely going to be um, the Frontierland one because. After I finished um, my program, it took me about three weeks to listen to any Disney music again, and I had to like, I had to like FaceTime my girlfriend, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna listen to the Frontierland music, and I just need you to be here for me. And I started listening to it. And it took me about a minute before I just started bawling. So, <laughs> oh, jeez. 
So every now and then I'll like put it on while I walk around at night and it'll just remind me of being in Frontierland. So definitely the Frontierland music. I love it so much. Nice. Yeah, no, I'm I'm a big fan of that of that one as well. So all right, cool. So all right, well we are we are kinda out of time now, but um so uh, tell us where we can find you and your podcast. Yeah, so my podcast, it's uh, Goodbye Melbrick Road. It's part of the Three Angry Nerds Network. And you can, it's pretty much wherever podcasts are found Apple, Google Play, Overcast. It's on all those great apps. Um, and I also have, I just kind of like, it's kind of like an online notepad called Sir Sharonin Deserves an Oscar. And yeah. That's the name of it. And I just <laughs> write whatever thoughts I have about any topic that's interesting to me at the time. And I'm also, you can find me on Twitter at Dave is Mello, no W. Nice. That, that, sorry, the name of the notepad thing is hilarious because. Oh, th- thank you. Yeah. Uh, if, if anyone's a, a movie nerd or it's familiar with movies or actresses and actors, yeah, Shersha Ronan is a, uh, a famous Scottish Scottish actress, right? Or Irish? She's, she's Irish. She's Irish. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, she's, she's in a lot of movies. She was in Lady Bird last year. Uh, yes. But yeah, she's in a lot, and she she does deserve an Oscar. So I can I can agree with you there. Thank um, you. This is this is we're making strides in the in the campaign. Yeah, uh, my favorite role of hers was Brooklyn. I li- I love the movie Brooklyn. I so, love yeah. Brooklyn is probably the best one I think. Yeah, it's my favorite movies of hers. So guys, watch Brooklyn. Fantastic oh, for movie. For sure. Yeah. If you take one thing away from this podcast, it's Brooklyn. Yes, Brooklyn. Uh, now streaming <laughs> everywhere. Um, but. <laughs> All right, cool, Dave. Thank you so much for coming on the show. This, uh, this thank is you for lot... having me. No, no problem at all. Um, but, but yeah, cool. All right, well, thanks, Dave. I appreciate you coming on. Um, but uh, all right, well, have a good night. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode with Dave. Dave, thank you so much for coming on the show. It was quite a pleasure to speak with you. Uh, and I just, I love the story about how you were able to find love in Disney World. I think that was like such a cool thing that uh, Walt Disney World can bring people together like that. Uh, it's definitely a unique story that has uh, yet to be told on the show. So that was a really, really neat moment. Uh, but yeah, you, you had a lot of great experiences and that was really good advice at the end for uh, future people who might want to be on the Disney College program. But uh, if you were, if anyone else was a previous cast member and you would like to be on the show, please reach out and we can we can set that up. Um, uh, I'm, usually I have a lot of availability. Uh, so yeah, email me or, or contact me anyhow. We'll, we'll, we'll set that up. But uh, but yeah, so guys, if you're if you're not subscribing to the podcast already, Please do so either on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, Stitcher, or however you listen to podcasts. Uh, you can easily find us at excesspresspodcast.com. Um, and you can also find me on social media uh, at Excess Press Podcast on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Uh, I really need to become a bit more active on Twitter and Facebook. I feel like I'm, I'm not as much. It's social media is hard for me. I, I'm sorry, guys. I'm definitely the most active on Instagram. Um, but yeah, so you'll find me at Excess Press Podcast, um, and then you guys can even shoot me an email if you want. So if you're if you're a cast member looking to be on the show. 
or if you have any questions for the news shows, um, if you want to drop a, a voice a voice message in, uh, you can send me an email at excesspresspodcast at gmail.com. Um, but yeah, so that's it for this for this episode. Thanks for tuning in and for your support of the show. This is Matt from the Excess Press Podcast signing off. Until next time, travelers. We hope to see you next week. And remember to seize the future with excess. Bon voyage.